The borders are open and it is a chaotic mess, but you won't hear about that in the legacy media. I'm Candace Malcolm and this is The Candace Malcolm Show. Hi everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Now, if you get your news from True North, if you follow this program and you listen to it regularly, you're probably not one of the people that's going to fall for a misleading headline or a really sort of incorrect narrative being pushed out by the legacy media. But sadly, too many Canadians still do get their news from the legacy media. And so I think it's important when I see a series of headlines that are just wrong, um, that it's still important to go through and really try to dissect it uh, for the viewer, especially when the conclusion that the legacy media is drawing is this sort of celebratory good news story about Justin Trudeau and his government. I'm talking about the news that happened over the weekend about the borders sort of finally opening up after, what, 18 months of the land borders being mostly closed um, to tourism and visitors, and the media was sort of celebrating that. Well, I want to go back. So two weeks ago, when Trudeau first announced that this measure was happening, it was met with two things that I think were very unanticipated and bad news for the Prime Minister. So Trudeau announced that he was unilaterally doing this decision. The first bad thing that happened was that U.S. President Joe Biden did not reciprocate that. He, he wasn't ready. He said he wasn't going to do it. So you have this weird situation where Canada is saying, yes, we're going to allow Americans to come in, but Americans haven't yet created um, that reciprocity to say that Canadians are welcome back into the United States. So, so that kind of soured Trudeau's announcement. The second thing that happened was that the CBSA union, so CBSA is a Canadian Border Services Agency, and their union said that they were not happy that their contracts hadn't been finalized yet, went to the union for a vote, and they voted to strike. So the worst possible timing for the prime minister, the worst possible timing to have your border services agents strike right when you announce that the U.S. border is opening up again. And so interestingly, what the mainstream media legacy media stories focused on was that an apparent deal was reached with these border agents. And so this was all on Friday. You see a report here in the Toronto Star and another one here in CTV saying CBSA employees agree to deal with government ending days on strike. That was at CTV and Toronto Star headline here says deal with border agents ends traffic snarl up as Canada reopens to the U.S. So again, if you were just going to get your news from the legacy media, you would assume, okay, wow, they avoided a potentially terrible situation where the border guards were on strike right when the borders were opening up. Well, unfortunately... I don't actually think that these news agencies sent reporters to the border to see what was actually happening. I happened to be coming into Canada over the weekend, and as I reported at TNC.news, it was pure chaos at the border. It was the exact opposite of what these legacy news stories would have you believe. So I'm going to walk you through my story at Pearson Airport. I arrived with my family at about 5 p.m., on Saturday afternoon. And keep in mind, this was after we were told that the CBSA had reached a deal. So we were told CBSA had announced that they were going to go on strike on Tuesday. On Friday, after long negotiations, they reached an agreement. During those long negotiations, CBSA, they can't actually strike. What they can do is something called work to rule, which is because they're essential workers, instead of just walking off the job, um, they basically do their job as slowly as possible to make it as painful as possible for whoever they're interacting with, which gives them bargaining power with um, you know, the, the person that's doing their contract. In this case, the Treasury Board, so the federal government, um, and we're talking about the CBSA union here. So back to, back to my story. I land at 5 p.m. with my family. 
And basically we're told that we can't get off the plane. Now, anyone who's traveled with little kids, I have two little kids, anyone who's traveled with little kids knows that as soon as the airplane lands, you're basically just, you can't wait to get off the plane. You want to get off the plane. The kids are, you know, the kids want to run around. You want to let them just have some space after being kind of cramped up in a small airport seat. You, you want to go get some water, maybe something to eat. You just want to stretch your legs, right? The last thing you want to do is to be forced to sit on a hot airplane longer than you have to. Well, that's when the Air Canada pilot came on the PA system and let us all know that because of this work to rule action with the CBSA, there were very, very long delays and that at that point they had closed the custom halls to new passengers. So it was at capacity. No one was allowed to get in. We had to wait on the plane until um, the more space opened up. So that's our story. We're sitting on the plane. It ended up taking about two hours. We were finally let off because we had small kids. Other passengers were made to wait. Um, so we left the plane went into the customs hall and it was again just pure chaos lines everywhere as as chaotic as i've ever seen it and i travel a lot and i've come into um i've, I've entered into canada you know probably hundreds of times in my life this was as chaotic as i've ever seen it the line was snaking back and forth throughout the entire customs hall and it was packed and it was chaotic so after waiting about two hours on the plane we were then made to wait another probably about an hour and it was frustrating because typically when you go through customs, um, most people will go up to a computer, a machine. You have your form filled out, you put it in, and you, you put in your information, you get it back. You either have an X on the back or you don't. If you don't have an X on the back, it's usually quite quickly to just go through a line. And then if you do have an X, it's because there's some complication uh, with your file or some kind of a red flag. And so then you have to go speak to a border guard. On the weekend when I was there, they were making every single person speak to a border guard. And that's sort of the, the, the idea behind work to rule is that it intentionally makes your visit longer and more unpleasant, again, so that the union has more bargaining power. It was interesting because the mainstream media, the legacy media were telling us that the strike was over. And yet, you know, my experience in being there talking to the Air Canada pilots and then actually going through customs uh, was the exact opposite, that the work to rule it was still going on. I've spoken to people that say that it is still going on. So it is now Tuesday. Uh, we were told it was done on Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and now Tuesday, day five after it's supposedly finished and it is still very busy and very chaotic at that international arrivals uh, desk and customs hall at Toronto Pearson Airport. This doesn't just impact people from Toronto. You know, if you're taking an international flight, most places land in Toronto and then have connecting flights um, going to the rest of the country. So it really does impact all Canadians who were away and coming back, as well as people who were traveling, tourists, uh, maybe new immigrants. Now, interestingly, TNC wasn't the only news agency who reported on this. The Toronto Sun had a similar report uh, over the weekend describing the same same situation that, that we reported at TNC, but attributing it to something totally different. So I'll read from this Toronto Sun story. It says, passengers left on planes sometimes for hours due to Pearson COVID capacity limits. COVID capacity limits in Toronto's airport means long delays before passengers are allowed to exit their aircraft. I'll read from the body of the story here. It says, international passengers are being left to sit on hot airplanes for hours due to overcrowding inside Canada's largest airport, the Sun has learned. Sources tell the Sun that passengers from abroad are being forced to languish on planes parked at gates, sometimes reportedly for as long as two to three hours due to capacity limits inside the Customs Hall at Toronto Pearson International Airport. The GTAA, which is the Greater Toronto Airport Authority, so the GTAA's Capacity Metering Program, said Air Canada spokesman Peter Fitzpatrick, means 
passengers are deplaned in groups of 50 every five minutes once an aircraft arrives at the gate. So interestingly, the sun paints the same story as what we did at TNC and describes the same situation, um, but rather than attributing it to the CBSA and their work to rule initiative, they are attributing it to the GTAA and this metered COVID thin. I have no doubt in my mind that it's a combination of both, that the work to rule and the intentional slowness by the union um, compounded with these weird COVID metering rules just made it a complete mess. Okay, so let's go and compare the coverage between the TNC report and the Toronto Sun report versus what more of the legacy media was saying. So like I said, here's a story in the Toronto Star that really emphasizes the fact that the deal was made just in time for the border to open up. They talk about how this was an 11th hour agreement to avoid further strikes with the federal government, and that this was all done just in time for the border to reopen on Monday. They did mention some delays, but those were all at the land borders. No one mentioned any delays at the airport. It goes on to say the Public Service Alliance of Canada and the Customs and Immigration Union, those are the unions that represent the CBSA, had served strike notice to the federal government on Tuesday, and the tentative agreement was inked after a final round of negotiation that lasted more than 36 hours into Friday morning. It's worth noting that the tentative agreement did not equal an actual agreement. It was just an agreement in principle, and it has still yet to be ratified. It says the agreement is a testament to the incredible hard work and dedication of our bargaining team who worked through the night to reach the deal. So hooray, great news story. The union got what it wanted, and the Trudeau government saved the day by thwarting uh, what could have been really disastrous. Um, you hear more of this over at the CTV report. It says, after more than 36 hours of negotiation, the unions representing border guards and customs officers reached agreement on a deal with the federal government late Friday, ending an hours-old strike. The new contract means an end to a work-to-rule strike action that started Friday morning in time to welcome fully vaccinated Americans starting Monday morning. Now, this wasn't even accurate. I saw it with my own eyes on Saturday that the CBSA was still doing their work-to-rule protocols. They were still making it intentionally more difficult for travelers coming in by going through and, and, and dealing with each and every passenger rather than the triage system that I described earlier. So why is CTV telling Canadians that the strike is over when the strike is still going on. Uh, interestingly, if you go further down into this story, there's a whole section on the impact on travel. Now, I won't read you the entire article here, but there is an entire section called impact on travel, and it doesn't actually talk about the impact on travel. It just talks about the what, what work to rule means, um, the negotiations taking place between the unions, how many people it affected, and talking, again, from the perspective of the union and the border agents not talking about travelers at all. So all, all this is just to say, you know, you have journalists, you have reporters reporting on a situation when clearly they haven't gone to the source. They haven't, they didn't bother to send reporters down to the airport, down to the international arrivals customs hall to observe with their own eyes what was going on. And so because of that, what they were reporting was just not really accurate. It wasn't really the case. It was the parroting the talking points of the union and using as an opportunity to congratulate Justin Trudeau, pat him on the back for opening up the borders and resolving this labor dispute just in the nick of time when the reality was the exact opposite. Canada opened its borders back up. We let people travel. We let people come in. We opened the border with the U.S. before this issue was really resolved. And the chaos that's happening at Pearson Airport that's still happening is a result of that. 
But again, unfortunately, you just can't trust the legacy media to do the groundwork, to do the reporting, to get the facts, and to tell you a straight story. Instead, it's always delivered through some weird lens, promoting the prime minister, saying that he did a good job, and telling you from the perspective of a trade union, while leaving out any of the damning information that could make either the Trudeau government or the union look bad. You just can't trust the legacy media. And that's the reality. It's as simple as that. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show.